it seems that every day feels more and more like we are living in some sort of weird Netflix zombie apocalyptic movie. And I wish I was being dramatic when I say that, but it is very much a reality in our world today. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which started as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen, which started in the state of Washington and has expanded to a national movement. Our mission is to encourage, empower, and equip citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change on a local level, state level, and even on a national level. Our country is in a crisis right now, and if we don't step up to the plate and do something, we are going to lose it all, and our children deserve us to fight for all of the freedoms and blessings that we have as American citizens. I would love for you to learn more about the work we're doing and how you can get involved, how you can support our movement, you can go to conservativeladiesofamerica.com. In Washington, you can head over to conservativeladiesofwa.com. You can join us by becoming a member or you can just make a donation and that helps to support the work that we're doing in Washington state and beyond. And if you're in another state and would be interested in learning more about starting a chapter, we'd love to chat with you. Send an email to the email address that is linked in the show notes. Well, today I want to have a very real, authentic, transparent conversation with you guys. Over the last three months, we have been here in Washington state really engaged with the state legislature and dealing with all of the bills that are moving throughout Olympia this year. And it's been very challenging because the Democrats in Washington state have a huge majority. They can do anything they want. They don't need the help of the Republicans. They can pass all the bills that they want. They don't have to hear any of the good bills that Republicans have been sponsoring They can just do their own thing and they don't even need us. And we've really been playing, they call it a game of whack-a-mole because it's like, you know, everywhere you look, you're just trying to sort of combat these very bad bills, most of them being completely unconstitutional. But the Democrats don't care about that. They know that there's nobody to enforce the Constitution. They know that the work of the citizens to hold them accountable would take a great effort um, and require a substantial amount of finances. And all of those processes take quite a long time, as you probably know. And we've got laws in Washington. uh, We've got gun control laws that they're passing. Uh, There's an assault weapons ban that looks like it's going to pass this session. Um, They're expanding on the abortion agenda here in Washington state, which I didn't think after last session it was possible to do that, but I think Roe v. Wade in the overturning of Roe v. Wade in June really emboldened Democrats in some of the very blue states like Washington and California, um, really emboldened the lawmakers here to uh, really advance their abortion agenda. And so you've got states um, like the left coast that are passing laws that will really protect citizens from other states who want to come here, minor children who want to come here for abortion or gender uh, transition services. Uh, it's really scary because as these states pass laws that 
reject the laws of other states and refuse to acknowledge the laws of other states, we're going to see those other states, red states, purple states, whatever you want to call them. I call them sane states. Uh, You're going to see them passing laws against that. So to kind of retaliate, I suppose, I don't really know other way, any know of any other way to put it. Uh, So it's going to get ugly. And, you know, I was looking at an article um, yesterday on Twitter about the crime rate in Washington state and the different levels of crime and murders and, and theft and, and all of these different areas of crime and that have they have grown exponentially in the last eight years. And it's because of the soft on crime policies that are enacted by the radical left, the socialist Democrats, the Marxists, whatever you want to call it, there is very clearly an agenda. And it's really difficult to overlook that it is an agenda. It's not just some people that are making bad policies. It is truly an agenda to change this country into a socialist country from being a uh, republic, a constitutional republic. They don't want that. And if you aren't seeing that, if you're not awake to the agenda, the time is now. You've got to get on board now because this is infiltrating every corner of our society, every part of our culture. I mean, they are doing it in the pre-kindergarten. They're kids at the youngest age. I mean, look at the cartoons for crying out loud that our kids are watching are, you know, laced with this gender ideology. And it is just gross. And it is nothing short of evil. And I know I talked about this in my last podcast. And I want to follow up on something. I was talking to you guys about um, a bill that I had testified on last week in, in Washington State. It's House Bill 1469. And yesterday it went through its executive session. So last week I testified, as did other people. Um, and then yesterday in executive session is when the the committee members would bring forward their amendments and they would have any debates or discussions on the bill before they vote to pass it out of committee or not. And I watched the committee hearing or the executive session rather and watched the lawmakers with this bill. The Republicans didn't even offer up any amendments on this horrific bill that allows minor children to come to Washington state from other states and have gender transition services and their parents can't do anything about it. And the Republicans didn't even offer an amendment to make it a little less bad. I, I know, we know that they're going to pass it, but why would you not just for the sake of the debate, put these amendments out there and say, well, the, we, we offered these amendments and the Democrats voted them down. I, I don't get it. Like, that is your job. Do we not have any courageous leaders who are willing to step up like this? I don't know if it's a political game that they're playing and they don't want to rock the boat too much. But if we don't have elected officials who will put it on the line to protect children from irreversible surgeries, does anything else even matter? These are our children. And as you look around the country, It is an evil agenda. It is a cult. And as you look around the country and you see this happening everywhere and in children's hospitals and medical facilities all around the country where they have these gender clinics 
And kids as young as 12, I think even younger than 12, can have their breasts removed, can have their penises removed, can get um, puberty blocking hormones. Those aren't reversible. We are ruining these children. And it is completely an assault on 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 God, on the Bible. I mean, we as human beings are created in the image of God. And it is an evil agenda to confuse these children and make them think there's something wrong with the way that God created them. And as I see this, as it just becomes just so infiltrated in our culture and almost inescapable, I was talking with my husband this morning and I was just, you know, I'm just feeling this heaviness and this so discouraged. And I told my husband, I'm like, look, I know how the, I've read the book. I've read the Bible. I know how this ends. I know that we are, we know we're going to go through this. The Bible tells us we're going to go through this and it's going to be painful and it's going to be evil and people are going to be deceived. And, but it's still so heavy and so discouraging and depressing you know, I, I, I'm, to be honest with you guys, there are, have been a lot of mornings lately where it's like, I just don't even want to get out of bed. I don't want to face it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see another, uh, you know, man dressed up as a woman with lipstick on and everybody saying he's a woman. I just am done. And my husband said, well, maybe you just maybe like dial back on the amount of content you're consuming. Don't watch the news so much. And to be honest, I don't really watch the news very much. Um, I'll throw on Tucker Carlson on Fox. And um, I like to watch Matt Walsh on the Daily Wire, I subscribe to the Daily Wire. So I watch those guys and um, definitely consume too much Twitter content, which is um, definitely not a place where you get all kinds of positive content. <laughs> definitely see all the all the yucky things on Twitter. But even if I shut that off, And this is what I said to my husband, even if I did, even if I shut that off and I, you know, put my fingers in my ears and la, 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 I don't hear it. I don't see it. Once you know it's happening, you have a responsibility to do something. I know it's happening. I mean, I've seen behind the curtain and I imagine that some of you listening you know, maybe there's sort of a spectrum of the the things that you've been exposed to. And maybe you do know how bad it is behind the curtain. And maybe what you see is what is, you know, on Fox News or, or whatever content you consume. And so your level may be, uh, we may have a varying level of the the evil that we're seeing, but it's it's bad and it's infiltrated everything. And it feels inescapable. And quite frankly, we're not, we don't have the luxury of turning off the the information. I mean, we definitely want to uh, balance what we're seeing and make sure that we are finding time to renew our spirit. Um, I have been definitely listening to uh, my favorite worship song is I Speak Jesus. I've had that on repeat a lot. Anytime I'm really feeling the darkness, I put that on repeat. Um, that's one of my favorite songs right now. So turn on the worship music. Uh, also been digging into my Bible a whole lot more because I, I feel like that's where I can gather strength and encouragement and endurance because this is not going to get easier. And I think that's part of the part of the pain is as we see that this is a very long 
fight. It's a very long battle that we may never see turn completely around in our lifetime. Uh, And to be quite honest, I wouldn't mind if Jesus came before that. But let's just say we've got, you know, 10 decades before that happens and we may not be here when that happens. We know that we have to be in this fight. God has called us for this moment, which is exciting that we read the book and we see what's going on in culture and we get to be a part of being in the fight. But man, it's painful. And so I wanted to talk about that today just because I want to say it's it's okay to feel that pain and that discouragement and heaviness around what's going on in our country. And I want to encourage you to do a few things to combat those feelings because that is the enemy. God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. He didn't give us the spirit of fear. And so we need to tap into that. We need to remember that. We need to be speaking that over ourselves and our family and our friends. And we need to embrace that so that we can give our, we can gather that strength from God's word and know that he gave us a spirit of power. That's incredible. And that should, you know, when you see the things that are going on, you can see the enemy is mad and he is fighting back with a vengeance. Don't ever back down. Don't be afraid. Grab on to that spirit of power and love and and fight the good fight. And I want to say that I know a lot of people don't speak out against a lot of the evil that we're seeing going on because they're afraid of being called a bigot or a fascist or a transphobe. Those are kind of the the buzzwords that are that are coming at us right now if we speak out against this. And you know, there's a great argument for that and you know, for me, I'm not against any person, I'm not against any group of people, but when you go after children, minor children, uh, whether they're your own or somebody else's, that's where I take issue. And so my speaking out is in protection of these children. If you're over 18, you do what you want. You do that to yourself. That's, that's fine. And it goes with the drag shows, these family friendly drag shows, performing sexualized content for children is not acceptable. Do you remember like when I was a teenager, we had rated R movies. And seriously, if you did not have ID proving you were 17, it was very difficult to get into a rated R movie. And now we have these little kids who are going to these drag shows. It's just not appropriate. Have your drag show and make it a over 18 or over 21. I don't care. But when you bring the children into it, that's when we as citizens have to speak up. We used to have child protective services that would protect these kids from adults that were doing this grooming behavior. And it is grooming because it's conditioning children to let their guard down and puts them at very great risk for being Uh, sexually abused, for being trafficked, uh, for trusting adults that they should not be trusting. And it's our duty 
as responsible adults to stand up for all of these children. So I encourage you when you get into conversations or debates with people who want to call you names for standing up to protect children, whether it's from indoctrination in schools or or the, the gender-affirming movement, um, that's where you just say, you know what, people over 18 can do what they want, but when we go after uh, these young, innocent, vulnerable children, that's where I draw the line. And you have every right to say that. And we need you. We need you to stand up and speak up and protect these kids because once more people start speaking out, and it's happening, it's gaining momentum, people are doing it. Once that becomes the majority and the everybody sees that there's traction and that that a majority of people are saying and don't agree with this, that's when we start shifting the narrative. That's when we start being able to shape the way our society is and getting things back on track. So I want you to read your scripture. I want to encourage you to hang out with like-minded friends. I am seeing a lot of people they maybe don't consider themselves conservatives, but I kind of call it the sane. Can we just have a sane party of people that are common sense um, that aren't necessarily Republican or Democrat, but just common sense people who want to protect kids and want to have freedom and want to abide by the Constitution. Uh, and so find those people in your community. Uh, encourage you to join groups. Join a group like Conservative Ladies of Washington or Conservative Ladies of America. Start a group in, start a chapter. Uh, contact me. At, I've got all the links in the show notes. Contact me and let's talk about you starting a chapter. Um, having that camaraderie and that fellowship with like-minded people is very encouraging. And one of the things that's really been encouraging to me over these last couple months, we opened our membership up in January to men. And it has been so encouraging to me to see how many men are joining. And they're not just joining, but they're getting involved. We have a member Zoom meeting every Monday night. And we're probably two-thirds women, one-third men in just like the last couple months. And it's cool to see these guys getting involved because let's face it, men have this sort of innate nature that they want to fix things, they want to do stuff, give them a task, and they'll go do it. Uh, So it's been really cool to have these men on board our team. So guys, please get involved. And I think that sometimes guys aren't necessarily that great at like organizing events and things. And that's where we ladies kind of can come in and sort of facilitate the events. And then the guys start talking and then they start planning. So sometimes they just need a little help in uh, being pushed in that direction. But, you know, it's just another one of those ways where we see God's divine plan for men and women working together so cohesively and how we have our uh, strengths in different areas and we complement each other so well. So that's very neat to see. So seek out uh, like-minded friends and take breaks. You got to take breaks from the the content from the news. Um, it, I know it's hard not to talk about it and, and to take breaks. In fact, this morning I had to go to the hospital for a doctor's appointment. I'm fine. Um, just a regular appointment. And as I was, they lifted the mask uh, mandate for hospitals on 
Monday. COVID disappeared on Monday, apparently. But everybody, I think I was like the only person that wasn't masked. And as as I was walking through the parking garage, as I was driving past people in the parking garage, and then in the hospital, everybody's wearing a mask. Several people were double masked. And like, it just depresses me because it's like, when are you people? And hopefully it's just a Western Washington thing. Hopefully once I'm in Florida, I will see this very rarely. But in Washington, especially Western Washington, it's people are very much still doing the COVID thing. And it's just annoying. So I say that because I was I felt like this morning I was going to have a break. I was going to go to Trader Joe's. I was going to go do some some things and just kind of unplug from the other stuff. And I kept seeing blue hair and pajamas and black sweatshirts and and masks. And I was just like, no, <laughs> it's everywhere. But take breaks where you can go see a movie that's not about the, apocal- the apocalypse or, you know, zombies or anything like that, because I swear it feels like we are watching we are living in one of those weird Netflix end of days movies. Um, But it's okay. It's okay to feel that discouragement. And there are places, especially the Bible, there are places that we can go to gain strength, gain encouragement, and have the energy to keep going um, for this race, because it's a long race. And so I just wanted to just kind of dump all of this on you guys just to let you know that I feel it too. And it's hard to sometimes it's hard to just get on here and uh, go out in the world and and cheerlead and, and try to motivate and encourage people to get active in what's going on. And I wanted you guys to know that I feel it too. And I think a lot of the people who are, you know, very vocal, whether they are you know, podcasters or influencers or whatever they're doing, I think, you know, it's safe to say that everybody's feeling this heaviness. And so we just need to band together. We just need to encourage each other. We need to get in our Bibles. We need to listen to that worship music and we need to fellowship with like-minded individuals. And that's really how we are going to take back our states, how we're going to take back our country and how we are going to really save all this for our children to protect our children. And so hang in there. Keep up the fight. As President Trump likes to say, the best is yet to come. And I do believe that too. Thanks for listening. Please share the podcast. I'll see you again next time.